All right, with that being said, we are going to move on in our, um, in our Christmas series. We've been going through the series called The Christmas Paradox. And the first week, we talked about the paradox of giving. And we talked about how giving is, like, it's, it's like some type of weird kingdom principle where when you give, even though you have less, the Lord blesses, and the Lord uh, blesses your generosity. And we talked about that. And then um, last week, we talked about the paradox of place. And we talked about how sometimes when you hear God's promises, it doesn't feel like you're necessary. Like sometimes the place where you're at almost feels like a paradox. It's like, you know his promises, but where you're at, it's kind of like, I'm not sure if I quite understand that. And so we talked about the paradox of place last week. And this week, we're going to be talking about the paradox of the Magi. Can you look to your neighbor and say, the paradox of the Magi? Now look to your other neighbor and say, the paradox, Cassandra, of the Magi, of the Magi. Very good. And so if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me real quick to Matthew chapter 2. We're going to be starting in verse 1. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 12, the paradox of the Magi. Reading out of the NIV, it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Like, he was disturbed. And you kind of wonder, like, why, why was... Why was King Herod disturbed, and why was everyone else disturbed with him? Like, you could maybe see that he was disturbed, but why was him and all of Israel disturbed? And what you may or may not know is that King Herod was like an evil genius. Have you ever known an evil genius before? Like someone that was evil, but they were also really smart at the same time? Like, King Herod was an evil genius. Like, he, um, they called him Herod the Great, and he did a lot of things, a lot of architectural things to... um, to Jerusalem and uh, to the area, like he uh, he built the port the port of Caesarea. He built the Herodium. I mean, he did a bunch of he 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 um, he redid the temple. He he did a bunch of really uh, interesting things. He did things that made uh, 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 the the area prosper economically. So he was he was really smart in some ways, but he was also insane. And so he, he thought that, that, that people were always trying to, like, undermine him, and he thought the people were always plotting against him. In fact, um, Josephus said that he would uh, bring around with him uh, 2,000 troops that would just guard him all the time. And uh, Josephus also said, who was an ancient historian, also said that he would plant his soldiers among the people so that he could kind of get a feel of what the people were thinking. And so he, he was nuts. He was crazy. He, he um, you know, he, he, he put to death people, and um, he killed his wife because he thought she was plotting against him. He killed his son. He was, he was insane. So he's like an evil genius. And so when, um, when, the, when, when, when the news came that the Magi were there, Herod was disturbed because he was a crazy man, and the people were disturbed because they knew that he was a crazy man. He was an evil genius. So anyways, reading on. The, uh, when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, and we talked about this last week, and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. 
For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd his people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi together secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and as soon as you find him, report to me so that I may too go and worship him. Yeah, right. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw um, the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, speaking of his kingship, frankincense, speaking of his sacrifice, and myrrh, speaking of his death. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. The paradox of the Magi. The paradox of the Magi. God, speak to us this morning. God, speak to us this morning. God, would you please speak to us this morning? Would you please open up our hearts to what you have for us this morning? May you just pry our hearts open, Father. I I pray that, um, man, if there are any hardened hearts this morning, that you will just soften them and that you'll turn our hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. Father, I pray that you will, man, minister to us in a powerful way this morning. God, speak to us this morning, Father. God, I just pray that you'll speak to us this morning and minister to us this morning and open our eyes up this morning. May you um, just change us and transform us. May, may your spirit do its work this morning, God, as we, as we just delve into your word. And may, 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 may you be glorified and may you be magnified. And maybe there are people here this morning that have um, just been focusing on the wrong thing. They've been focusing on themselves. They've been focusing on fear. They've been focusing on doubt, God. And I just pray this morning that you'll minister to them right where they're at and that you'll pull them out of the pit and that you'll give them a firm place to stand. In your holy name, amen. So this morning, I, I, I really wanted to focus on the paradox of the Magi, okay? But, but, but I, I really wanted to focus on two groups of people in this passage of Scripture. Two groups, Okay, can you look to your neighbor and say two groups? Two groups. The first group of people is the Magi. Can you look to your neighbor and say the Magi? Okay, the Magi. The second group of people I want to look at today are the chief priests. Can you look to your neighbor and say the chief priests? So we're going to look at the Magi, and then we're going to look at the chief priests. And so I'm going to kind of like... We're going to take a little bit of time and talk about both of them, talk about their similarities, talk about their differences, and then I'm going to ask you a, mil- a billion-dollar question, okay? Are you guys ready for the billion-dollar question? You're not. Good, because I'm not going to ask it yet. So we're going, to, we're going to talk about each of them, talk about their similarities, talk about their differences, and then I'm going to ask you a billion-dollar question. How many of you guys would like a billion dollars? If you answer correctly, I'll give you a billion dollars in... Jesus money, okay? A billion dollars of Jesus money. I don't even know what that means, but I will pray for you and you will praise the Lord. So, Matt, so the first thing we're going to, so the Magi and the chief priests. Now, it, when you look at the scripture, you kind of wonder who exactly were the Magi. And, and strangely, 
strangely enough, the text doesn't really tell us much, does it? Like, 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 like we, we don't really know much about the Magi. And, and in fact, it's weird because the Gospel of Matthew is the only one of the Gospels that even mention them. They're not mentioned in the Gospel of John. They're not mentioned in the Gospel of Mark. They're not mentioned in the Gospel of Luke. So if you can find them in the Gospel of John, Mark, or Luke, I'll give you a billion dollars, okay? Okay, so, so they're not found in any of the other Gospels. They're only found in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, some historians have said that the Magi uh, were representatives of Shem, Ham, Ham, and Japheth. But there's no biblical context for that. Um, church historians have also named these three Magi, named the Magi, they've named them uh, Gaspar, Balthazar, and Melchar. But, but, but really, when, when you look at the, the, the text, it's kind of interesting names. When, when you look at the text, there's, there's actually no mention of their name anywhere throughout the Bible. And also, there's, there's really no mentioning of the numbering of them. So we don't even know if there was three of them. There could have been two of them. There could have been a hundred of them. We know that they brought three gifts, and we assume through our Christmas pageants that the three gifts equal three wise men. But ironically, when you look at the text, if you just read the Bible, if you stay with the Bible, you can see that we don't even really know how many of them there were. Okay? Um, Historians tell us that the Magi uh, came from a, 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 an ancient tribe, a priestly tribe, an extremely ancient, old tribe. They, 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 historians say that they, they were descendants of Abraham and Ur, and that they were wandering. They were like a nomadic tribe. Uh, they were groups of people that they believe studied the stars. And I think we can see that from their entrance here that that, 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 that is probably true. They, they believed they believed in cosmic forces, and they, they were almost like um, scientific theologians. So, so they believed in science, and they believed in studying the constellations, but they also believed in the power of God. Amen? And, and so I, I think sometimes people think that, that when you become a follower of Jesus, that you, can, you, you, know, you should check your brain out at the door, and it's all about faith, and it's all about the supernatural, and it's all about the prophetic, and it's all about the, the feel-goods, and the this, that's, and the other. But I would argue that I think that you can follow the Lord scientifically, scientifically the, uh, theologically scientifically, if that makes sense. And I think God has even called us in his word to worship him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So these guys were like theological scientists. They were thinkers. Um, they believed in coupling science with faith. Um, and I believe that they were sincere people trying to figure things out. Now, some people have tried to trace their origins into the Old Testament. And um, they have actually connected, many people believe that Daniel in the Old Testament was a Magi. I don't know if you remember his story, but he was someone that interpreted dreams, and they actually said that they, they called other people in who were studiers of, of, of dreams as well. And so some people believe that Daniel in the Old Testament became a chief Magi and that Daniel was connected to the Magi. And um, so it's kind of interesting when you, when you begin to study the Magi. In fact, um, what a lot of people think happened is when the southern 
kingdom of Jerusalem fell. And when the Jews were pulled into Babylon in captivity for those 70 years, um, a lot of Jews came back and reestablished Jerusalem, but a lot of them actually stayed in the Middle East and stayed in Babylon. And they stayed there, and they um, uh, ended up getting positions of power and positions of influence, and they intermarried. And so, possibly, this connection of the Magi might have been gone back to Daniel. And so, um, so they were people that were interpreters of dreams. They were um, interpreters of constellations. Um, there are some that say that the Magi were also incredibly powerful uh, men that would walk around and that they would, um, they were like the, they, 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 they could instill a king through a word, like they were responsible for finding kings. And so they could, they, well, when they spoke, it was incredibly powerful. With one word, they could make a person a, a king, and with one word, they could depose a person of a king. And so um, they had incredible um, uh, wisdom and knowledge and, and faith. Um, I would argue that they were leaders among leaders, that they were men among men, and that they were powerful, wise, and influential. They were leaders among leaders. They were men among men. They were wise and powerful and influential, the Magi. And here we see them in this passage of Scripture. Now, so we have the Magi over here. Leaders among leaders, men among men, wise, powerful, influential, theological scientists. And then we had the chief priests, okay? So the Magi are over here. The chief priests are over here. The office of the chief priest was a very high position among Israelites. Uh, The chief priest would need to be from the tribe of Levi, it was the chief priest that made up the Sanhedrin. And the Sanhedrin uh, were in charge of all sorts of things. It was almost like the Supreme Court. Um, only the, the, the high priest or the chief priest could enter the most holy place once a year on the Day of Atonement. Um, they had to be from a specific tribe. They had to wear a special robe that had all sorts of significant things on it. Um, they knew the law incredibly well. Okay, they knew the the law incredibly well. Most of them had it memorized. They could quote it, inside out, outside in, inside out. They knew every single portion of it, and they were very zealous for the law, extremely zealous for the law. They, in, in fact, in, in, in fact, they were so zealous for the law. They loved the law so much that they made up their own laws. They said, you know what? Those are great, but we're going to make up more laws. We're going to make laws for laws, for laws, for laws, for laws. And there's a law here, and we're going to make another law here. We're going to make another law here. And we are so excited about our laws that we are going to flaunt them in front of people. We're going to tell people how holy and righteous and amazing we are. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyone else here this morning that likes to brag about how great you are? For me. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Personal confession time. Uh, they would wear their robes, they'd have their tassels, they'd walk around, they would pray with great vigor so that everyone could see them. They would fast, and they were, they were, they were pretty amazing. From a specific tribe, they wore cool robes, they knew the law very well. 
They were leaders among leaders. They were men among men. They were wise, powerful, and influential. They were leaders among leaders. They were men among men. They were wise. They were powerful. And they were influential. The Magi, the chief priests, they had a lot of similarities. They were both leaders among leaders. They were both men among men. They were both wise. They were both powerful. And they were both influential. They were both leaders among leaders, right? They were both men among men. They were wise. They were powerful. And they were influential. They were both in positions of power, right? They were both in positions of power. They were, they were both respected from among the people. They, they both had a deep understanding of the word of God, a very deep understanding of the word of God. And I would, I would argue that the gifts that the Magi brought proved that they had an understanding of the, of, of the Old Testament, proved that they had an understanding of the prophecies. Because when they came, they, 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 they brought gifts, that, again, that signified his kingship. They had gifts that signified his sacrifice, and they had gifts that signified his death, which you might not have been able to pull if you didn't have a deep understanding of Scripture. And the chief priest, we know that they had a very deep understanding of Scriptures. They loved it so much that they added to it. They loved it so much that they, had, they added more laws and then more laws and more things to do and more things to do. Both of them were in positions of power. Both of them were respected from among their people. Both of them had a knowledge of the Messiah. And both of them had an understanding of Scripture, I would say. There are similarities. They actually had quite a few, quite a few similarities. But there were differences between them too, were there not? There were differences. Think about it for a moment. The Magi were willing to travel a great distance to see Jesus. Eight to, eight to 900 miles. And that's, not, and that's not in a, have you seen that new Jeep uh, Wagoneer? Oh my goodness. I would love to buy a Jeep Wagoneer. But sadly, it's $80,000. So, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. All right, I needed a couple more promotions at the bank. But okay, so I'm like, oh my goodness. But it, it, so, so, so eight to 900 miles, but they were, um, they were not traveling in a Jeep Wagoneer. They, they were not traveling in a... 2010 Chrysler Town and Country, praise the Lord, that's what I have. They were not even traveling in a 2005 Ford Focus STE, that's what I have as well. They weren't even trying, like, they, 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 they were traveling eight to 900 miles on camels. So you figure if they were able to go maybe 20 miles a day, that would be about 40 days of travel, travel through the tough terrain um, to get to the Messiah. They were able to go a great distance to see him. And they, they set aside a lot of discomfort to see him. They probably spent a lot of money and time and effort to see him. They were, they, they they, like, they were going to go and they saw, they saw the star. They'd studied the constellations. They had faith and, and coupled with their science. They're looking and they're like, you know what? We are, are, we're we're going to go and see him. And we're not going to let any obstacle get between us and the, and the Lord. 
In contrast, the chief priests, from what I can tell from Scripture, they weren't willing to even travel a small distance to see him. They weren't willing to inconvenience themselves even a little bit to see him. Bethlehem was about five miles from Jerusalem. So even if you're walking incredibly slow, even if you're crawling, it it might take you a couple hours. They, They weren't willing to even be inconvenienced a little bit by the Messiah. One was willing to go the distance. One wasn't willing to go any distance at all. Another interesting thing is that when you look at the Magi, not only were they not afraid to travel hundreds of miles to see Jesus, to go to a strange country and speak to Herod the Great, who was an evil genius, uh, really kind of risking their lives to speak to him and and, and ask him, ask the self-proclaimed king of the Jews for the real king of the Jews, that's kind of a big deal. Like, when you think about it, someone who's willing to do that, would that not take an incredible amount of faith? Like, like when I think about the, man, they, they were people that, that incredible faith, incredible faith to go the distance, but also incredible faith, you're talking to this evil genius who can take your life. Incredible faith in the promises of Jesus. Incredible faith in the promises of God's word and, 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 and willing to take the risk. Faith over, the, again, some of the distance. You look, you look at the chief priests, and from what we te- can see from the text, really all that they were willing to do is say, quote the passage of Scripture, and then nothing. These leaders of the law, experts expert, expert, expert in the law, leaders from among the people, these powerful, influential people did nothing. They did nothing because of fear. You see, one group of people, the Magi, who were able to go an incredible distance and they were able to approach an evil king, and the others didn't go a small distance and they were stuck in fear. Another difference that I see is their intentions. It's kind of hard to know the intentions of the chief priests. Um, I mean, we, we, we know that they, again, we know that they gave Herod the answer to his question. But again, that kind of seems like it's it. They, they, did, the, they did the bare minimum, and then we, we don't know much from there. But it, it almost looks like, like they were thinking about themselves, uh, they, 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 they didn't want to lose their influence. They didn't want to lose their standing. They didn't want to lose uh, their, uh, again, their influence from among, among the people. Um, we're just going to give the bare minimum, and that's going to be it because, because, because we're kind of thinking about ourselves here. This is scary. He's an evil king. He's a genius evil king. This is scary. This is scary. I'm not sure if I, you know, we're just going to tell you, our, our, our intentions are we want to stay where we're at. We're, 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 we're concerned with our, with our comfort. We're concerned with our influence. We're concerned with, 
you know, our lives here. We're, concer- we're just going to give you what you asked for, and then we're going to step back. And we're going to be troubled along with you because we know that, we know that you're crazy. And, and we, uh, but the, we're just going to give the bare minimum and step back. And our intentions are we just want to stay safe. That's what I read in the text. Could be wrong. Could be right. But that's what I read in the text. That's how I read into the text. Now you think the Magi, when they came, when you think about their intentions, um, they came to a, a new place. They spoke to a crazy king. They'd studied the scriptures. They'd studied the prophecies. Think about their intentions. Like maybe, maybe, maybe they're talking among themselves and they're like, you know what? When we go and find this new Messiah, this King of Kings, this Lord of Lords, we're going to give him these gifts, and then he'll place us in a position of power. We go to him, and we talk to his parents. We take care of his parents. We become the new parents. Then we're in control, right? Like, you think about their intentions. But when you read the scripture, you can see this Two times. Go back and look a little closer. Their intentions. Matthew 2, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where's the one who's been born King of the Jews? Because we want to go and get into a place of power. Because we want to go and take care of his parents. Because we want to go and, you know you know, get cozy, cozy, and, you know, we want to we be friends with the king. No. Where's the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. Their intentions were worship. Their intentions weren't, oh, I'm going to try to position my spot so that I'm in a good place. But their, their intentions were, we want to come and we want to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We want to worship. And look down in verse 2 and verse 11. It says, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshiped him. They worshipped him. So we have the Magi and we have the chief priests. They were both leaders among leaders. They were both men among men. They were both wise. They were both powerful. They were both influential. They were both in positions of power. They were both respected from among their peers. They both had an intimate knowledge of the Messiah. They both had an understanding of Scripture. There were similarities between them, and there were vast differences between them. So here is the billion-dollar question, million-dollar question. Here's the question. Which one are you? Which one are you? Pastor Evan, I'm incredibly insulted. Of course, 
I am a magi. I know the word. I come to church. I'm influential from among my people. I'm intelligent. I do lots of things for the kingdom of God. But which one are you? Are you someone that steps out in faith when God calls you? Are you someone that when you read the word of God, you you step out in faith and you know that his promises are true? Are you willing to go the distance? Are you willing to travel a far uh, distance to pursue him? Are you, are you willing to travel to even just a church on a Sunday morning? Like, like, are you living in faith or are you living in fear this morning? Which one are you? God created me a clean heart. Like, sometimes we don't even know. Like, sometimes we just assume. We always assume that we're, 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 we're the, well, of course, we're the, we're the good person. Of course, we're the great person. Of, of, cor- of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, that's me. But which one are you? Have you really, have you asked God to t- take a look at your heart? Like, which one are you? Are you living in faith this morning or are you living in fear this morning? Are you someone that is um, willing to go the distance for the Lord this morning? Or, or are you unwilling to go even a small distance this morning? What are your intentions? Like, 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 is your world all about you? Or are you living to bring glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Which one are you?